following podcast is a Jill Divine Media production. The average grandparent lives more than 200 miles away from at least one grandchild. That was a surprising statistic to me. And also they are on average 50 years old when they first become a grandparent. My mind was quite blown when I heard that because, you know, we imagine grandparents to be like older people who don't know how to handle a mobile phone or apps or stuff like that. But there's a huge upcoming generation of grandparents who are quite tech savvy and young and want to connect to their grandchildren who are far away from them. Evoke Creative is a proud sponsor of Two Kids and a Career. They help small business owners like me brand with purpose and market with intent. The ladies at Evoke Creative will help make your digital presence known. Learn more at evokecco.com. That's evokecco.com. Hi there, and welcome to Two Kids in a Career. I'm Jill Devine. As an entrepreneur, wife, and mama, the daily grind of trying to build a business while taking care of kids and trying to maintain a healthy connection with my hubby, it's a lot. With this podcast, you're going to hear candid conversations with other moms, parenting experts who can share their knowledge and insight, or you'll just hear me rambling to get it all out. There's going to be tears, there's going to be laughter, but most importantly, there will be support. Take a listen and connect with me so we can grow and learn from one another. This is Two Kids and a Career. Thank you for hitting play on this week's conversation. I'd love to introduce you to this week's guest who happens to be another female entrepreneur, another huge champion and supporter of women. And I'm already embarrassed by this because off the air, I asked how to pronounce her name and she told me, and then I just blanked on it all. And I'm just being honest, but I'm going to see if I got it right. Uh, uh, Annika Lamars, is that correct? It's Anika Lammers. Oh, no. oh, yes, <laughs> That's all right. And I even asked you beforehand. I was like, oh, yeah. tell me how to say your name. Yep. Clearly, I should just never ask that ahead of time and just say, hey, what should you just introduce yourself? Well, I apologize for messing that up. Welcome to the podcast. Thank you so much, Jill. Super excited to be on. And thank you so much for letting me speak to your awesome audience. All right. So tell me a little bit about you, where you're from, and yeah. and then we'll get into what you're doing now as a businesswoman. Yeah. Thank you so much. So I'm Anika. I'm the founder of Peekabond. Uh, with Peekabond, we help families with young children to build meaningful connections with family members who are far away from them. That can be interstate or across the world. Uh, my own family is spread all over the world. My sister lives in Australia and she has two young daughters that I'm really uh, obsessively in love with as an aunt. And I found it so painful to be away from them. And I really wanted to show my presence in their lives and also enable that for my parents who were first time grandparents during the pandemic. And they really weren't able to hold their first born granddaughter. And it just, you know, it was heartbreaking. Um, and that was, of course, because of the pandemic. But I think even now in these busy times with big differences, distances, it's really hard to build those connections because children don't have that attention span when you're video calling. And, you know, um, adults don't know how to be playful when there's a screen in between. So, you know, what ends up being a 
potential meaningful interaction turns out to be a struggle for many families and maybe many moms who are listening to this can recognize it that usually the child is just saying hi and just finds the fastest way to get out of the call and go back to playing there with our toys um and i just thought this there should be a better way to have those interactions with children when you're when you can't always be physically together yeah. so yeah that's what i'm doing and, and that's what i'm building um, and uh, I don't have children myself at the moment, so Picabond is my child. <laughs> but yeah. uh, I, I can tell you that the moment I helped my niece for the first time, I think it came very close to what you know holding your own baby is like. Because for me, time stood still, and all I could think of uh, of uh, was how I can be present and how I can help my little niece in her development. And, you know, my life doesn't matter. I just want her to be happy, loved and, um, you know, feel my presence as an aunt. And, um, yeah, it's, it's I, I don't know if that's at all, <laughs> you know, comparing to um, what the moms experience in your audience. But I think uh, there's, there's a really good intention about what I'm behind what I'm building. And, um, yeah, I want to enable that for for families worldwide. Yeah, absolutely. So I will tell you, I resonated immediately because I am considered, and, and it's been talked about on this podcast a lot, but I'm considered the older mom. And so for quite a long time in my life, I had my nephews who were, and they still are my pride and joy. Like I doted on them and talked about them as if they were my own kids and uh -huh. everything centered around them. So yes, I 100% understand you don't have to be a mom to have that kind of love. Uh -huh. I would say it is obviously different when they're your own. That <laughs> love is still there. And uh -huh. I really, really appreciate that you said that and that and and I, and I just I just know that there are so many people that maybe even might be a mom that still have that love and feeling like I said uh -huh. my nephews are still so so important to me and uh -huh. um yeah if that closeness wasn't there it would wreck me so yeah. uh where do you live and where you said your family's all over the world where does everybody yeah. live <laughs> so i'm originally from the netherlands but i currently live in portugal uh to get away from the cold dutch winter which is great um <laughs> my sister who's also my best friend lives in australia um and that's also where my two little nieces are obviously and a, a bigger part of my family is also there um and then i also have one stepsister for example who's married to an american so they uh are obviously spending a lot of time in the us uh and you know having to go back and forth with family there so yeah it's <laughs> yeah <all laughs> i think over. some people recognize that yeah exactly um and um, yeah, I think it's also nice to say that I lived in the U.S. for a, a little while as well, studied at Notre Dame University, um, and I just have a lot of international friends as well as uh, as people from the U.S., and I know how big the distances can be. Um, as a matter of fact, the average grandparent lives more than 200 miles away from at least one grandchild. Oh. Um, yeah, so that was a surprising statistic to me. and. Also, they are 
on average 50 years old when they first become a grandparent. So my mind was quite blown when I heard that because, you know, we imagine grandparents to be like older people who don't know how to handle a mobile phone or apps or stuff like that. But there's a huge upcoming generation of grandparents who are quite tech savvy and young and want to connect to their grandchildren who are far away from them and nobody's serving them. So I think, you know, obviously that's an interesting angle as well. Um, yeah, to consider um, for for parents as well, because, you know, these grandparents want to be involved and want to support the parents in, you know, um, uh, you know, babysitting the kids from a distance and, you know, being present in the lives of their their children and grandchildren. Um, but yeah, it's hard. Like we're all so busy. So there should be a solution for that. And that's what we're building. <laughs> yeah. So talk to me about Peekabon because here's the thing. When you first start talking about it, and I'm glad you you made this statement too, but you started talking and I'm like, okay, wait a minute. FaceTime, video chat, uh -huh. what yeah, and then you said it's not it's beyond that. And 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 I yeah. immediately thought about too during the pandemic, whenever we would FaceTime the grandparents, you're right, the kids, they would scream and say hi and then take off. And it was like, Yeah, uh, they want more time with you. And yeah, that's what I'm really interested in knowing more about what you're doing. So Take it away. Tell me what it is. So what makes us better than FaceTime and WhatsApp, what people currently using is obviously it's centered around the child. So it's an ethical and safe platform for children to use. And what we do is we give content suggestions in the app that are based on child development milestones. So really help the child in its social emotional development, whilst also giving playful suggestions to those family members of how to engage with those children so that it is a, an interesting conversation and can be a simple content suggestion, like a challenge, like who can hang a spoon on their nose the longest or um, a riddle or a magic trick or uh, stories in the app as well as something that we're building at the moment based on artificial intelligence to create like personalized stories in the app. Um, so that you always have that hook to talk about when you're um, engaging with the child. So that's the most important thing. And then I think uh, people also don't realize that, you know, if you want to reach out to a child, you can always send a video. So, you know, often there's a time zone difference or there's, you know, uh, the child's already in bed when you want to call after work in the evening. So I noticed that asynchronous connection, so not connecting at the same time is a really great solution for that. You can just send a video to the child at any time and they can watch it when they're in the right mood for it. And they can sort of rewatch it over and over again because it's recorded. And that way, over time, when you have a lot of videos scattered in the app, you will have, um, you know, a meaningful way for children to watch videos rather than watching random YouTube videos, right? So it, it'll, it's more like positive screen time instead of, you know, just numbingly scrolling like random YouTube videos. You will see videos of family members that love you. I like that you mentioned positive screen time because that is a huge, huge, huge thing that us parents 
space every single day. And um, I'm wondering when you're talking, okay, so you said that you don't have kiddos. What did you go to school for? Because what I'm hearing from you, and I really love this as a parent, is the emphasis that you are putting on with the developments and the milestones and it takes someone to really kind of dig into that to understand how important that is. Definitely. And that's also why my co-founder is a PhD in gamification and a master in child development science. So yeah, it's very important that whatever we're doing is really grounded in science and it is a responsible product because I think there's plenty of, you know, Snapchat copy paste apps out there, um, you know, who are all pretending to be good for kids. And that's definitely not what we want to do. So <laughs> I knew that if I wanted to make this company successful, I needed two other people on my team. And one was my co-founder who's like, uh, uh, that scientific person who really is, um, you know, very much um, has a very strong moral compa compass as well, who uh, really values that child development aspect. And um, not that I don't have a moral compass because my background <laughs> is actually in uh, impact as well. Like before I started Picabond, I would invest in sustainable companies to, yeah, basically make the world a better place whilst also giving a return on investment for investors. So I do have that high sense of, um, you know, doing something purposeful and meaningful in the world. Um, but also having that science background in, in, ch in child development science and um, the gamification is like super relevant that my co-founder Alia is on board and she's... Um, a Colombian um, originally, but lived in the U.S. for a long time. Most of her family is also in the U.S. So that also really helps in understanding that audience better. And then I have another co-founder. He is a tech co-founder, as you can imagine. And of course, it's very important to have yeah, someone in the team who knows how to develop the product into you know, a next level product that people are really happy to use. So um, yeah. That's sort of the dream team <laughs> behind me. All right. So I'm thinking about something that happened the other night. So I have a, a four and a six-year-old, uh, two daughters. And something that the oldest one said, <laughs> she said, Mom, when I become an adult and a mommy, I want to invent. And she told me something that she wanted to invent. And I said, uh -huh you don't have to be a, an adult or a mommy. And she said, well, what do you mean? And I said, well, if you have an idea and you want to put it to life, you start doing that. You start telling me how you want to do that. And so I am thinking of her and I'm thinking about, you know, these barriers that sometimes we think or we create for ourselves, especially as women, like, uh -huh. Where did you start in this process? I know that you said it was because of your nieces that fueled it, but hmm. what take me from that, okay, this is something that needs to happen to where you are now. You have an app, you have a business. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, some fire inside of me was always there and I guess for about eight years, I worked as a venture capital investor 
Uh, so I saw a lot of different startups. Um, and I always had like this little spark inside of me that was curious to build something myself, but I never really had that one idea where I thought that's good enough. Um, and I guess I, okay, for me, maybe it was the fact that I was turning 30 back then. So I'm now almost 33. Um, I didn't have a, a, a how like a, a, a mortgage or a, a house or, you know, I, I, I don't know. I just felt like um, doing an adventure without, you know, uh, having to take care, I guess, of of kids uh, for myself. So I thought, okay, if, if not now, then when will I do it? So I took a leap of faith and I just went for it. Um, and yeah, I'm just thinking like, Maybe it was also the fact that I felt like my land, like my learning curve in my former job was really flattening. So I didn't see, um, you know, myself doing that for another 10 years, which is what typically VCs do. Like they are very long term fund managers. So, yeah, I didn't see myself do that. Uh, but what I did learn from that time is that, you know, in order to build a good business, you really need to have the right people besides you and just you know um even if you don't have the skills you know how to get someone on board who's better at what you're doing and you know don't be afraid to hire people who are better than you basically so i i always knew that if i'm if i if i'm going to make it a successful company i need to sort of put myself almost um below the other people that I'm hiring because they're all better at what they're doing than than I am right so which is sometimes a scary feeling because I feel like the most incompetent person in my own company <laughs> and and I think that is good because that means I can actually hire people who are really superstars at what they do um and make the company into success and it's not about me it's really about you know it's a team effort so i guess um yeah that is how how i view it i don't know if that completely answers your question though so oh it does i'm gonna hit pause on this week's conversation to talk to you about evoke creative one of the sponsors of the podcast and i like one of the very first things that they have on their website it's evokecco.com but the first sentence is feeling overwhelmed with your marketing contact us we can help smiley face it is overwhelming being a business owner, whether you have a small business like mine or a giant business. The marketing game, it's in intense. It's super crazy. You got to stay on top of it all. And sometimes it's just one of those things where you just don't even know where to go. And Evoke Creative, they are a creative marketing company. They support small businesses. They want to help you. They want to get your name out there. They want to make sure that you are happy and proud and excited about your business. So whether it is a new logo or a website refresh or a whole new website, I mean, in general, like you don't have a website or you just need a little bit of social media consulting, Evoke Creative, they've got your back, seriously. So if you are thinking, wait a minute, I am a very small business. My budget is really, really low. Trust me, it is worth the call to them because they work with every single budget. It's evokecco.com, evokecco.com. 
back to this week's conversation. But I mean, you just said something that so many people would never do, and that is hiring people or surrounding yourself with people that you know have the skill set and you don't. That's intimidating. But you're right. It's what makes you a better person because you can learn from one another or you can, I, I don't know, I find that very insightful because I do see a shift happening, especially with women, where it's not as competitive or jealous or catty or whatever you want to say that you actually are working together. And that takes also being able to kind of swallow a little bit of that pride and go, listen, I don't know. I don't know the answer. I need to find someone who does. Another thing, and and I would add on to that is, you know, you always hear, what would you give your younger self, like what kind of advice would you give? And I know that in starting out in my career, I would not own up to mistakes or I, you know, wouldn't, I, I, I did whatever I could, not that I would lie or anything like that, but I wouldn't just come forward and say, Hey, I screwed this up. I need help. I would maybe screw something up or not do it properly, not on purpose, and then try to do the research to figure it out, which would put me behind or it would throw something else off when I could have just said, I messed up, I need help. And I think that that's really important too for you know anyone in their career, but especially if you're just starting out. Yeah, I think a lot of women have trouble with asking for help. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, we're usually the person who helps others or, you know, like um, I see it a lot around me with my my friends and also female founders, indeed, that, that they're having trouble to ask for help. Whereas, you know, guys, they're very used to sort of having this old boys network, if you will, just asking, you know, older guys to help them out. And there's like this mentorship that's happening very naturally. And us women, I don't think we're that easy to approach like someone who's, for example, more experienced to say, Hey, you know, can you help me? Uh, I, I love what you're doing. And, you know, um, can you help me to get where you are? And, you know, something like that, because, um, there's this thing where women sometimes had to work really hard to get where they are. And they feel like if I had to work hard for it, then, you know, others will have to do the same instead of, you know, helping those younger women, ambitious women to get ahead as well. So I think that's a really a mindset shift that, um, needs to change where we also help others get ahead because, um, I don't know if you've heard this quote, but there's a special place in hell for women who don't help other women. <laughs> and yeah, I think it was um, uh, Ariana Huffington who uh, made that quote. And I think it's so true. So I actually, um, in 2012 already, which is, wow, more than 10 years ago, set up a network which was called Old Girls Network, sort of with a wink to the old boys network, you know, um, helping women to get uh, where they want to be in life and helping women to ask for help more easily. And, you know, how cool is it that someone approaches you 
like, hey, I think you're cool. Do you want to be my mentor? Like it is such an ego (laughs) stroke for for women to get that as well. So usually when someone asks me for help, I always say yes. So I think we should make it a habit to do that more ourselves as well. And um, I think another implied question that you had, which I really loved, um, what advice would you give to your younger self? Um, And I loved what you said to your own daughter, where she said, oh, I want to be an inventor one day. And then you said, just do it. You don't have to be a mommy or, you know, an adult to do that. And I think that's actually an advice that I would have given myself as well, because I always thought I wasn't good enough to start a company or that I needed a lot of experience or, um, you know, like I needed to have more in my backpack in order to make that, you know, a journey of a, of a founder, I guess. But I think, um, you know, just do it because the earlier you do it, the, I think the, the higher the likelihood you'll become successful because I think I honestly waited too long to do it. It took me, I guess, eight years being a VC uh, and after eight years, like I tell you, I, I knew how to do everything a VC does. And it was just a bit boring at a certain point, you know. So I should have done it maybe five years earlier even. Um, but it was it's just becomes scarier as well the longer you wait. And yeah. you do have to make a certain amount of mileage or hours as a founder to sort of learn from your own mistakes and get better. That's why a lot of investors, sometimes they don't invest in first-time founders because they want founders to have made and learned some mistakes <laughs> along the way before they become sort of the better v- version of their, their selves. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that that's, um, yeah, just do it. That would be my advice for my younger self. And it doesn't have to be a perfect idea either because that's, Another thing that I thought, like, oh, I have to have the perfect idea in order to build something. It's not about the idea. It's really about the execution. And, you know, there are so many good ideas, but if you don't know how to execute, that's never going to work. Well, I just am so super impressed. You're only 33 and you have been making a difference for quite some time. Um, before we wrap things up, I just want to know what is your next goal with Peekabon or what is the next goal for you? Wow. Great question. I have a very big, hairy goal, um, which is <laughs> a long-term girl goal. Um, and that is to create a lot of meaningful moments for family members, no matter where they are, how old they are, and, you know, in what time zone they are. Um, So we've sort of had this really ambitious goal that in 2028, we will have 80 million moments created for families across the world. Um, That's a big goal. Um, But, you know, to make it very small, um, my next goal is to get people enthusiastic about the Picabond app so that they would refer it to their family and friends um, and that it actually adds value for them and that it helps them to create those moments now. So I think 
if we are able to do that now, then I don't think it's a very unrealistic goal to reach those 80 million memories then, because if one person tells, you know, a few others about it and those people tell others about it, it will become a movement that people really, yeah, realize, okay, you know, just because I'm far away doesn't mean I, I cannot have a beautiful relationship with the people that I love and care about. So you will create this ripple effect of love is how I see it. <laughs> I love that. And I love love and I am <laughs> all about memories and experiences. So I am rooting for you. All right. So tell the listener where they can find you. Can you just find Pikabon on the app store for both? Yes. Okay, perfect. And then yeah. you also have a website. Um, what is that and what can people find there? Yeah, so you can just go to the peekabond.com website. That is spelled P-E-E-K-A-B-O-N-D. So it's like peekaboo, the game, but it ends with bond because it's about family bonding. And you can find me personally on LinkedIn. I'm most active almost every day on LinkedIn. So if you hit me up there, um, please please do. I usually respond uh, as well as to every message that I get. And if you know anyone uh, who would like to try it, the app, it's completely free. Um, and yeah, we're still learning as an early startup as well. So if you have feedback on how we can improve, I'm super eager to learn and uh, improve it so that it really helps families uh, create those meaningful moments together. And I will have everything on the show notes at jilldevine.com so that people can reference it pretty quickly. Thank you so much for taking the time and for what you're doing, not only for families, but for other women. My gosh, you are definitely a champion of women. And that is something I definitely notice and value. Thank you so much, Jill. It was lovely to be here and um, to speak to your audience. And I think it's also really cool what you're building. Um, keep hustling and keep being playful. And uh, we'll speak again soon. As we wrap up, one more shout out to Evoke Creative. They are the wonderful creators of my website, jilldevine.com. They also helped create my cover art for this podcast, Two Kids and a Career, and so many other things that they did for my business, Jill Divine Media. And if this is something that you're needing a little help with, maybe you're a small business, you have a little bit of a blueprint, but you need that blueprint to come to action or you need a little fine tuning. It's the ladies at Evoke Creative. I have seen them go from being like the smallest business to being able to grow their own team. And that's what it's all about. They are here to help you. They are passionate. They want to get your business out there. And, you know, it doesn't hurt to pick up the phone and give them a call for a consultation. And they will tell you, they'll be upfront and honest. They're not going to try to sell you on something that they can't do or if you can't afford. So I just encourage you to check them out. It's evokecco.com. And like I mentioned, they're the ones that did my website. You can check that out, jilldevine.com. You can kind of see what you would be working with. And I just am so thankful for them and for what they have done for me. So again, evokecco.com, also jilldevine.com. And thank you for your support of two kids and a career.